Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we're back in Better Than Ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted that you are along for this ride as we are here now for the new year. I've got a lot stored up since I've been gone. Obviously, it's a very strange and at times tragic week in the NFL. We have the very latest there. The hashtag crew is assembled. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Only one place to start. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire and the smartest thing I've done is ask Rob Ninkovich and Dan Graziano to hang out after we finish Get Up this morning, which we just did, and we can dive into all of this. And the hardest thing to navigate for those of us in our line of work this week has been to try to balance the extraordinarily sober news in the National Football League and the uh, outpouring of concern and all of the concern that we ourselves feel um, for DeMar Hamlin, while at the same time trying to cover the events around the world of football that continue. And so we will continue to try and walk that line for you as appropriately as we can today. With that sort of setting the table, Dan Graziano, I think the really big question that most football fans have beyond their concern right. for the health of the young man is will the game between Buffalo and Cincinnati, which by football standards does have enormous consequence, um, will that game ultimately be played? What do we know as far as the answer to that? We know that league officials were discussing that yesterday and last night. Uh, I think there will be an announcement of some kind in the next day or so. Um, in fact, I just checked, I got a little email. I checked. That's not what it is. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I think there's no perfect solution. And, and Troy Vincent from the NFL addressed that. Um, yesterday on a conference call that, that it won't necessarily be perfectly fair, but some decision has to be made. I, the sense I get is the most likely outcome is they don't resume that game. And then the standings just kind of fall where they may around that. It would have an impact on playoff seating, division titles, <laughs> things like that, which they understand. But again, the other option is to move playoff games back a week and, and play the game as a standalone in a week 19. It just doesn't feel like... It feels like that would have its own complications. So, uh, and then you factor in, you know, Adam Schefter said last yesterday on, on one of our shows um, that p- people feel like there's bad mojo around that game. That's the quote from Adam. Uh, the idea of the Bills going back to Cincinnati so soon, playing the, it, it just, it just, there's a lot around it that seems to point to the best thing is to just leave it and move on. Call it a no contest. Call it a tie, uh, and have that be um, the the impact on the standings. But some people are going to be upset with how that turns out, and. The league's going to have to live with that, obviously. Yeah. You and I were talking about this uh, during a break on the TV show this morning, and you made me look at it that way. Like, my initial thought, I, I don't know why I didn't conceptualize this, but the outcome of the game not being played will function almost exactly the same as it would have had they played the game to a tie. Right. As far as the standings are concerned. And in any football game, a tie is a possibility. Yes. So, I mean, had that happened, then we would be very much right where we are right now. Look, I mean, we all understand how important, again, relatively speaking, getting the one seed and getting home field for a change and all that was for Buffalo. That was their stated mission all year long, not to have to wind up in Kansas City. And if everything goes the way we expect it to go now... If they're going to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to go to Kansas City to get there. If the if the Chiefs win on Sunday, excuse me, they play Saturday. Yes. And the Bengals-Bills game is never made up, then Kansas City is going to be the one seed, even though they lost to Buffalo and they lost to Cincinnati. And that's just the way it's going to be. But, Ninko, you made the point this morning, the most important thing 
is that they don't try and jam an extra game in there yeah. somewhere on short rest and the, the, to create a situation that is less safe than normal would be the worst solution to this. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, they have to think about the players and they have to make sure that they put them in a good position to where they don't injure themselves. Every team plays on a short week once a year. Yeah, It sucks. I've been there. I do not like it. It it, it is a quick turnaround. Your body feels terrible. So I, I don't think that it would be fair to the Buffalo Bills or the Cincinnati Bengals to have them come back out and play that that football game because if you really if you really think about that matchup that's a very intense game probably a playoff game type atmosphere sure. as it is so if they have to make it up after the fact after this week and it means that much more then you're playing that game look going into the playoffs you don't know who's going to come out banged up or you know somebody has an injury in that game affects you in the playoffs it's probably best that that game goes away. They don't re, they don't have to go back and make that up. They go, they play the last game of the season, then you move on to whatever it is it is. You gotta go play Kansas City at home in Arrowhead. All right, let's go take care of business. So that that might be the the likeliest outcome here, and we may know something as soon as today. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. The other pieces of this weekend, obviously, are uh, the much more normal games that will be played and the final playoff pieces that will be put in place and all the rest of that. And Dan Graziano, as I was here last night hosting the NBA coverage, we have for Get Up a series of emails that fly back and forth uh, all day long and all night long as we are planning Get Up. And I saw one that you had written that suggested Uh that my perspective, that the Cowboys should rest their most important starters on Sunday. I forget exactly what word you attach to it, but it was not a favorable one. <laughs> you don't you don't seem to agree with my perspective. Mm. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, it. I think as long as you have something to play for, you should try and win the game. A- and the Cowboys objectively have something to play for. Uh, if they win and the Eagles and 49ers lose, they're the one seed. If they win and just the Eagles lose, they're the division champion and could be the two seed, could could have home games instead of road games in the playoffs. <coughs> we just went over with Sneaky Hembo. They haven't won a road playoff game in 30 years, yeah. right? So there's something for them to play for, and, and I don't feel as comfortable as you do predicting the outcomes of games. I don't think we can assume that the, that the Giants will roll over and lose to the Eagles. I don't think... We, I, Are the Giants going to play anybody? If Saquon Barkley plays in this game this weekend, then that, that's 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 like a, a that's like a fireable offense. I mean, you can't play him. You're I wouldn't not, play him. You're no. not going to play they, him. See, the difference, of course, being. They don't have anything to play for. The That's Giants what I mean. cannot improve or damage their spot. They are they are in the spot. They're with six. They're the sixth seed, right? Correct. No matter what. So that's the. But the Cowboys are not in that situation, right? But my point. What I'm trying to say is, the, I'm trying to bounce. Ninko, hear me out. Mm-hmm. I understand. I felt as the day went on. I was sort of seeding ground on this argument <laughs> as the day went on. You all disagreed with me. And then Tad Prescott, Dak's brother, was tweeting at me, not angrily, but he certainly disagreed. As the day has gone on, I have felt less and less confident in my own perspective. Here's my last hope on this argument, that if you're a coach, a football coach, almost everything you're doing 
is weighing the probability of this versus weighing the probability of that, right? Do we go for two? Do we go for it on fourth down? Do all those, those are all decisions. I'm weighing, well, in the event this happens, and how likely is that? In the event this happens, how likely is that? And I'm gauging how likely do I think it is that the Eagles, who have generally been the best team in the sport all year long, lose a game to the Giants the last week of the season when the Giants have nothing whatsoever to play for, and I'm balancing that likelihood against the likelihood that one of my most important players, if I'm Dallas, might get hurt in a game against Washington, which, if Philly loses, doesn't mean absolutely anything. That's my last best argument. Do you buy it? I don't buy it. Um, I understand it. I understand where you're coming from protecting your most valuable pieces. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to go into this matchup thinking we are – on attack mode we are trying to win every game moving forward until we hoist that super bowl trophy you don't want to get into a situation where you lose a little bit of steam here you haven't played your best football so if you're if you're if you're the dallas cowboys you're trying to play your best football going into the playoffs knowing that you lost to jacksonville you didn't play a great game against the texans you have to play better and Dak has to make sure he takes care of the football. The defense has to make sure they stop the run in the playoffs or else it doesn't matter because you're going to lose anyway. So I really think the Cowboys need to focus on themselves, build through the regular season, finish strong, finish finish on a high note, go into the playoffs, and and, and just go on, on really a run to where you're not dealing with any, well, I haven't played in two weeks, I haven't played in a week. Um, and, and I really think that, with that attitude, that's the best way to go into the playoffs. That's Rob Ninkovich, Dan Graziano in our studio as well. Greeny here. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just seventy nine ninety nine. They've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. One last thing that I found really interesting over the last two days, because I've been away, <coughs> pardon me, on vacation and I've been sick and I feel like I've you know missed some stuff. So Graziano, it was not until yesterday on Get Up and then even more firmly in our meeting this morning and today that I'm starting to get a, a real sense of just how much discord there really may be in Baltimore right now oh, yeah. between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens organization. And I think I used the term predictable to describe it this morning, which is to say that when when you allow a quarterback who has accomplished what he has, I mean, let's put it this way. Do we think that the Bengals are not going to get a deal done with Joe Burrow as soon as they get a chance to do it. That feels unlike, it just feels like allowing that to happen would be a mistake. And so when, when you have Lamar Jackson going into this year, this contract situation that he's in, it just wasn't going to end well, right? It just, and now it feels like it isn't ending well. It does. First of all, I want to say that if the, if Joe Burrow insists on a fully guaranteed contract as Lamar Jackson did, then it's possible that they don't get a deal done, but that's for another day. Right. Uh, in terms of Lamar Jackson, look, he's, it's clear that his coach, John Harbaugh, is frustrated with the situation. Whether he's frustrated with the player or not, we don't know exactly. He's frustrated with the situation. They thought Lamar Jackson would be back and playing by now, and he is not, and that is frustrating to them. Does it have to do with the contract? Is it, is it, is, is, does the contract situation make Lamar less likely to play hurt than he might have been earlier in his career? Yeah, that's a heavy thing to throw around as an accusation, but when you look at what's going on and the, and the clear frustration of the head coach, there does seem to be something bubbling up uh, underneath the surface here. And, and look, it, it's, 
It's a strong organization, one of the best in the league. It's a high-character individual. The odds of them getting something worked out and, and, and being okay at the end of all this, I think, are still pretty high. But I, don't, I think it would be naive to, to insist that there's nothing going on here. Uh, it, it seems like there's some disagreement between player and team on a number of levels. Have you ever seen, like Ninko, of course you've seen it. It feels to me like, in my experience, just covering the sport, that players, they work, they all understand each other's money situation. Like, you deal with you, you I'll do it, and no one counts each other's money, no one questions guys holding out, all that kind of stuff. you got to take care of you. But very rarely does this stuff come up late in the season like this. Like, the other players in that locker room, how, how would you imagine they are viewing this situation? I think it depends on, obviously, the age of the player. If, if you're in your 10th year and, and you feel like you have one of the last opportunities to play a playoff game or to play in meaningful games that that could could basically change your legacy. Yeah. Then you're probably upset. Like I, I just want to have the best team possible. I want to go into the playoffs. I want to win a playoff game. I want to get to a Super Bowl. Um, there's a sense of urgency there, but you also understand that every player is dealing with certain things that you have to make sure you're healthy number one so if you're playing hurt it's really difficult to play at a high level especially when you're an explosive guy like Lamar that relies on being fast and getting out of the pocket and he's going to be hit he's going to be tackled he's going to hit the ground all those things are a factor and you understand that he has to put himself in a position that doesn't jeopardize the future of him playing football you know knee injuries are weird I've seen guys that have knee injuries and in two years they're not playing because they're they're just the level that they were at isn't there and you only have so so many opportunities um to continue to play at an elite level and I think Lamar is making sure that he's continuing to feel good being on the field playing at an an elite level and not hurting his value it's all it's all critical this may not end well it's going to be very interesting to watch I I predict this is going to be the most interesting story of the NFL offseason a year in which there'll be a lot of quarterback changes and a lot of quarterback stuff but none of it to the profile of a guy like Lamar this is a man who won the Heisman at 19 and was the league MVP in his second year so going to be fascinating to watch guys you are the best Ninko thank you Graz thank you very much a pleasure to have you both in here as we roll on coming up next I will get into one thing that really really bothered me on the field uh, whilst I was away on my vacation I'll tell you what that was next this is Greeny on ESPN radio Greeny the podcast this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around Different stressors, I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I apologize in advance. <coughs> I'm doing my best not to cough. I have the bronchial inflammation, and it just won't go away. So we will fight through it together. Anyway, quick 30 seconds here for Zip Recruiter. If you're hiring for your company, this is a busy time of year. Obviously, New Year means new goals and finding the right people to accomplish them. And thankfully, there's ZipRecruiter with powerful matching technology to find the right candidates for your job. Let ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all of your roles. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, before we do anything else, if there's one thing that I have been, uh, that I have enjoyed the most in my return to radio, I I did the show with Mike, obviously, for a really, really long time, and then I wasn't on the radio for several years, and now being back, is putting together this little hashtag crew of ours, because the the actual name of this radio show is Hashtag Greenie, and somewhere along the line, we decided to name all the people who work on the show with me. The hashtag crew, so it's hashtag Hembo and hashtag Bubba. And since we began, there was hashtag Nuno, was the producer of this show from the moment that we came back. Congratulations to our friend Nuno. He has moved on to bigger and better things, which is to say he is now the producer of the morning show, KJM, with Keyshawn and Jay Will and Max Kellerman. And so we have a new member. We will miss him terribly because his personality was just... I'm not going to say it was fun because I wouldn't describe him as a fun person, right? I mean, he is he's the most negative person in the entire world. But there was just something about his world weariness that I think just was a nice dynamic in the mix, right? Endearing. It was endearing. It was, there was something endearing about Nuno. Um, but anyway, he's been replaced by hashtag Cam, who is a new member of the team. So Cam, very quickly, introduce yourself, if you will. Nuno was a crazy fan of the Yankees of the Giants, and of the Knicks. And of Portugal. And, and of Portugal. <laughs> Sorry, I can't make you laugh. I forgot. This is your, this is your flu year. Don't make me... Don't make me laugh. And he was from, <laughs> he was from Portugal. 
And he is, he is he, so he loved the Portuguese soccer. So Cam, give us a, a quick thumbnail on who you are so the audience is used to hashtag Cam, the newest member of the hashtag crew. Yes, I like Hembo and uh, all things Philly sports. Um, oh, and if God. you if you liked Nuno, you probably will dislike me because I am everything he is not. I uh, have no life experience. I wouldn't consider myself savant in any sense of the word. However, I am tall, have a full head of hair, and generally have a pretty positive outlook on life. So if you liked Nuno, you'll hate me. If you didn't like Nuno, you'll probably be pretty happy. Here's the other thing I'll say, and I think I've told you this before. You have a professional set of pipes. Oh, yeah. As, as one who is a, uh, a longstanding connoisseur of such things, you have a voice for this medium. So we, we will be hearing a lot from Cam now. <laughs> and a, and a, a head of hair like a member of the Jonas Brothers, as you have previously said. He looks a lot like uh, Joe Jonas. The only problem that we have now is we have a little bit of a disproportionate, like I liked the distribution of fandom because you have Bubba, who's just a pure front-running fan and only likes the front-running teams. And then you had Hembo, who was the Philly fan, and you had Nuno, who was the New York fan. And so we had kind of a nice distribution. Now I feel like our cup runneth over with Philadelphia sports. So? Uh, it just feels like we've, we're a little out of whack, like a little out of proportion. So we'll see how that winds up playing out as we go. Anyway, welcome, Cam, uh, to the hashtag family. And, 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 and it seems Nuno has already made his presence felt. And, and I, you played this for me during the break, but I'd like you to play it now. So there's a promo that is running for the KJM radio show in which Nuno makes an appearance. And I think it is worth hearing because I feel like Max... My, 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 my soulmate, my buddy, Max, my birthday mate, whatever you call that. We, have, we share the same birthday. We grew up a five-minute walk from each other, and we were born on the same day. Um, I feel like he's being unfairly criticized for a take that he had on KJM. So, uh, and this features Nuno. So, Cam, go ahead and play that. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Odds to win conference. I yeah, think they to win mean, the conference. You mean to get to the Super Bowl? When you win the conference, you win the Super yes, Bowl. Yes, I mean, yes, you go to the Super what? Bowl, Max. Yes, it means to win the conference. What we're asking is what does that mean? To get to the Super Bowl? Or yes, to- you win the conference means I'm you go to the Super Bowl. Nuno, does it mean to <laughs> <laughs> If you win the conference, what happens, Max? Okay. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio. No. No, 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 no. Not fair. They are acting, Keyshawn is acting, and Nuno is acting like Max is asking a stupid question. He is. He is not asking a stupid question. He is asking for clarification. Does winning the conference in the context in which you're being asked mean winning the AFC championship game and thus going to the Super Bowl or being the one seed, winning the conference? I don't know what the conversation was. I didn't hear it, but I can tell from the way Max is asking the question that that's what he's looking for clarification. One might say that the Eagles win the conference if they're the one seed going into the playoffs, the regular season champions, whatever it is. I don't, I'm not saying that that's the first thought that would jump into my mind, but I think it it is obvious to me that that's what he's asking, and it's not a stupid question. It is a stupid question. Who has ever <laughs> described obtaining the one seed as a Winning the conference in the regular season. It has seldom been described that way. I will grant you that. But I think I can tell that's what he's asking. You right. could have just said, yes, I mean winning the AFC championship They game. jumped all over him. They did. They jumped all over my buddy Max for no obvious reason. He's asking a reasonable question. Nuno, very empowered in the moment. Like still onboarding first week on the show. Besmirching yeah. Max like that. I'm a bit, a bit surprised. It was a 
coaching. Mm. And, and Nuno, he's look, he's feeling himself. What can you say? I, I just want to know, is this like, did he mandate, like, all right, new rules. I'm going to be in one promo every yeah, week. Make true. sure you put me in every time once a week. Knowing mm. Nuno, I'd say probably. Right? I mean, and, and, and Bubba, I would like to say that Bubba has now been elevated to being the producer oh, yeah. of this program. And, and I will say that Bubba has been with me for many, many years, going back to your days as the board operator on Mike. And Mike starting in what year? Uh, 2010. 2010. So, wow. I mean, 12th, now in our 13th year uh, together, and you are now the producer. So congratulations. I, I failed to say that at the beginning of the conversation, and shame on me. Congratulations to the producer of Hashtag Greenie, Brendan Bubba Peregrine. Bubba, you do need, I think, new items on the bulletin board behind you because if the tv camera will show this shot it, it still appears that all of nuno's pictures of himself are hanging in the rear view mirror i think i think we need to upgrade that area too those are yeah, pictures that, well, yeah that is nuno the, yeah the portugal actually just disappeared on its own so i'm gonna have to put I'm, that space is already open so i'm gonna put something nice there maybe uh you know maybe i'll put connecticut up you know we'll put a nice picture of connecticut um and yeah we'll we'll, we'll decorate this area nice but yeah we got rid of that riffraff nuno's out he's gone so uh it's a new era and uh, we're gonna do some things era. fair enough it, it is a new era of hashtag greenie on espn radio okay let's get to the next order of business what i'm about to talk about is a little bit old news but i wasn't here to talk about it when it happened it happened on friday night Unless it was Saturday night. What night were the college football cha- uh, semifinals? Saturday night. It happened on Saturday night. Um, and if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that I was extremely upset by the officiating in the college football semifinal game between Michigan and TCU. Now, I saw some people took my tweets and some blogs wrote up some stories <clears throat> descri- discussing my tweets, which I'm perfectly comfortable with. The one thing I want to make clear is that I was not saying that that's the only reason Michigan lost. Let me make my let me just start by saying that Michigan did more than enough things to lose that game and to richly deserve losing it. And you can't turn the ball over inside the one yard line like that just because there was a ridiculously bad call that took a touchdown off the board and put you on the one-yard line, it doesn't mean you're obligated to then fumble immediately thereafter. Their play call on their fourth down on their first series inside the five-yard line is one of the most perplexing and awful play calls I've ever seen in my life. Their defense got run over and under and every single way that you can be beaten. So before I talk about the officiating, I want to make it clear Michigan deserved to lose that game, and TCU deserved to win. That's not what I'm saying. Here is what I'm saying. The officiating in that game was too glaringly awful to ignore. And we have arrived at a place now where in football, let's just use football. I think this applies to some degree to all sports, but let's just use football. Football is so much better better in so many ways than it was in my childhood. The quality of play is unimaginably high. The talent is extraordinary. The players are incredible. The coaching is incredible. The attention is unimaginable. The amount of money and other things that are at stake have never been higher. The officiating has not improved one iota. And I think it just needs to be said, it isn't good enough. Whatever it is we're not doing, it needs to be done. 
And we can have any number of conversations, and I'm not prepared to have them because (laughs) I don't know all the suggestions. But from full-time referees to doing more work with it to streamlining the process in college between the different conferences and everything else, the only thing I'll say is the people who are in charge, whoever they are, we know who they are in the NFL and whoever it is that is in charge of this in college football, has to look at it and just say this isn't good enough. There was no way to watch Michigan TCU on Saturday night, which was an incredible football game, incredible. The drama on Saturday night was unmatched and unlimited. It was riveting. There's no way to have watched that game and not emerge, at least in part, thinking about the officiating and all the things they got wrong. The call, the touchdown they took off the board for Michigan, again, It's their own fault that they then fumbled. But I will tell you that sitting with a group of people on the island of Anguilla, I I yelled out when they overturned that, watch them not score here. And it's Rex Wrongy and I was thinking of, because Rex is the one who always says, I said to him one time, why would he even bother challenging that? It's going to make it like first and goal from the six-inch line. You're going to score anyway. And Rex yelled at me like I was a small child. He was like, Greeny, you never assume you're going to score. You never know what's going to happen. Of course you challenge it. If it's a touchdown, it's a touch. You cannot assume you're going to score. And, of course, Michigan immediately fumbles, and it changes the whole game. I will repeat, TCU richly deserved to win. They were the better team Saturday night. They played better, and Michigan made every mistake you can make. But it doesn't change the fact that that was a ridiculous call. I, I I still have no idea what they think they saw. They also misspotted a ball on a turnover immediately preceding that. There were pass interference calls. I don't know what they were watching. The officiating was horrendous. And while it did not ruin my enjoyment of the game, and I would imagine <coughs> it did not ruin the enjoyment of the game of many, I just can't imagine being a person who is in charge of this and saying, okay, we're good enough here. Like, we've done this well. Our coaches are unbelievable. They've never been better. Our players are unbelievable. They've never been better. The fans, the money, the media, the TV, everything else has never been better. And our officiating, good enough. Good enough? Is good enough what we want in football? So I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that someone should be trying to think of one. Hembo, what do you think? Well, by the way, one thing that you failed to mention was the very last play that Michigan ran from scrimmage was probably the most obvious and egregious targeting I have ever seen. It's like the, the dictionary definition of targeting. No, it was a fourth and ten. Yeah. It would have given them a new oh, set that's of right. downs. I, I completely forgot about that. Yes, the targeting what, at the very end of the game. If that's not targeting, what is targeting? That's correct. It, it, that, 100% right. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to make a very complicated transition now. Because the most important thing I can do today is provide you updates on the health of DeMar Hamlin. And I have one. So this is news that we literally just received. Bubba just told me that this is from the Buffalo Bills directly. Per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill... He has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. 
We are grateful for the love and support we have received. That is a statement that just came from the Buffalo Bills in in the last few moments. Uh, And so I apologize for the somewhat awkward transition from what we were talking about, but this is more important than everything else put together. So that is the latest update on the condition of DeMar Hamlin, and it is an extraordinary one. The biggest concerns, obviously, beyond his immediate dying in the aftermath of what happened, would be for his long-term prognosis. When your heart stops beating, oxygen stops going to your brain. His heart stopped beating for some period of time. The longer that there is no oxygen going to your brain, the greater the chance that you will have significant neurological damage. It has seemed to me, and from every doctor I have talked to, that was the biggest concern in this once he got over slash gets over the immediate survival of the event itself, of the trauma itself. And so I read the sentence, he appears to be neurologically intact, to be miraculously wonderful news. Again, I will not speculate on anything farther, but every medical professional I have interviewed over the last, whatever it is now, three days, has suggested that was going to be the biggest concern going forward. So maybe, just maybe, we're getting wonderful news on about the worst thing that we've seen happen in sports. We'll continue to update that. Diana Rossini is actually at the Bills facility, and if there is any further news coming out of there, the players, I believe, are going to talk to the media today. The coaches are, so we'll have coverage of that all day long. We will continue in a moment here after this word from AutoZone. Are you dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. The testing helps you know if you need a new battery or not, if you're just in need of a fresh charge. If you need a new battery, they can help with that. They have reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. They're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. We're back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Again, if you are just tuning in, the news appears to be very, very good on the most important story uh, in the world of sports by um, a wide margin. Again, this is a statement from the Bills that came out just a short time ago per the physicians caring, the, per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin. DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact his lungs continue to heal, and he's making steady progress. The Bills say they're grateful for the love and support they have received. Again, that's by far the most important thing we can tell you today. And if there is any further information, we will, of course, pass it along. In the meantime, I will go back to what we were discussing a moment ago, because, Hembo, thank you for reminding me of the most important thing that I almost forgot. As we get set for the College Football National Championship Monday night, you'll hear it here on ESPN Radio and see it across all of the ESPN Family of television networks. It's brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage. With the best loan originators in the game, Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. I completely forgot about, because it was Saturday, the worst call of all in the game between Michigan and TCU, which is the lack of targeting on the last play of the game. That was the definition of targeting. A kid put his head down and hit another kid in the back of the helmet. There's probably nothing worse that you can allow a player to do in a college football game. And the officials, the only reasonable explanation that could be offered for why they didn't call it is they decided they didn't want to. Mm. It was a fourth down. And they just decided they didn't want to make a call that was going to extend Michigan's chance to win. Again, if you're just joining me here, I want to make clear, as I did in the beginning of this conversation, TCU deserved to win the game. They played better. Michigan deserved to lose the game. They did everything wrong. It doesn't change the fact that the officiating was horrific. And that no call at the end is inexcusable. I mean, we're talking about player safety now inexcusable it's the biggest point of emphasis that the sport has and what irked me the most about the officiating in that game was that both of the egregious missed calls the touchdown reversal and then the targeting decision was that both came after replay Mm -hmm. right it's one thing if you just miss something that happens on the field and they play on and it's like kind of oh well these are people we understand but with the benefit of replay, they went 0 for 2 in those circumstances. Like you said, it isn't good enough. I, I'll end up watching a lot of the World Cup this year just because it was on during the day. I was so impressed with how good those officials were. They're always in control. They always get the call right. The video replay always works and always works fast. You can't say any of those things about officiating in college football. No, None no. It, 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 it's terrible. And, and, and so just again, to go back to what I said a few minutes ago, it's not good enough. Like... We have gotten to a point, and I say this about the umpires in Major League Baseball too, Hembo, and you know how I feel about it. Like the day and age of, well, he's got his strike zone. So we understand that a pitch two inches out off the, the plate is going to be called a strike if Frank is behind the plate. But if Tony is behind the plate, that's a ball. But if it's low, he's going to give it to the pitcher. Like, that's not the way this should be anymore. We don't live in that world anymore. There may have been some charm in that in the 1920s. There is definitely not charm in that in the 2020s. We live in a world where, A, the stakes of every little thing are much too high. People are betting on the outcome. There are, there are, there are a lot of things that are, <coughs> pardon me, riding, 
on the outcome of these things. We, we, we just have to be better. Now, maybe what we should do, Bubba, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to put together a committee, like a fact-finding committee, on how we can go about trying to improve the officiating in college football. And if you have time, I know you have just taken on the responsibility of being the producer of this show, so you're probably busier than you have been accustomed to being. But if you do have time in your schedule, I'd like you to chair that committee. How does that work? Yeah, that sounds like a pretty fun committee. I'm down. Well, what could we do here? Bubba, give me a right off the top of your head. What can we do to make officiating better? What's the first thing we could do? They lose their job based on a Twitter poll we do at the end of the game <laughs> if they get the call wrong. That's Elon Musk's next poll. <laughs> Don't make me laugh here today. <laughs> Did they get the call right at the end of the game? And everyone says they didn't. All right. Well, those two people are out of a job. I mean, it's like it's like the it's like a perfect storm. It's the last play of the game. It's the most blatant targeting you've ever seen in your entire life. Is there honestly life. anyone who thinks that was not targeted? They have the rest except of their the lives two, except for the reps. to make this decision. There's no time constraint. The game's already four hours long. The, 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 we can do this whenever you want to do it, guys. The last, the, they did the only thing they couldn't possibly do. We'll continue in a moment. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.